0: Hello, I'm Ellie Harris, and I'm Mark Boucher, and welcome to Poking Books,
1: a podcast where I introduce a mystery author who will explain their book through three books which influence that book.
0: And somehow I have to guess what their book is about.
1: And Ellie will know absolutely nothing about the author or their book until they sit down to record with us. Their
0: name, what kind of book they've written, I will know nothing until they enter the studio.
1: And by studio, we mean our spare room. Yes. <laughs> So, why is it called Poking Books, Ellie?
0: It's called Poking Books because it is essentially a guessing game, a bit like poker, and it's a lot more fun if I don't know the answer at the very beginning.
1: Exactly, because the author is going to come on, they're going to give us three random facts, they're going to talk about these three books which influence their book, and Ellie will have guesses throughout.
0: They might be right, they might be wrong, we'll see.
1: We shall see. And our very first guest was Wallace. Yes. How oh. Was
0: Wallace? Wallace was great. She's very interesting. Um, great bag. You'll hear more about that soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to give too much away, though.
1: No. Okay. Well, I think we should dive straight in. Let's do it. Let's see what happens when Ellie met Wallace. Come on in. It's going to be a tight squeeze. Um, Hello. Hello. Nice to meet you. <laughs> you. too. Ellie, this is Wallace. Wallace. <laughs> as in as Wallace, as in Simpson, rather than and Grommet. Yes. Yes. But Good. Correct. So, um, Wallace, yeah. do you want to tell us a few interesting facts about yourself?
2: Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I I have absolutely no idea how to eat clementines. Okay. I tried once and it was not, Didn't clearly well. not right, yeah. I was okay. doing something wrong. Like I, I could tell it was just wrong. I sympathise. I'm struggling
1: to picture them, to be honest with you. Yeah. They're just one of those mystery... Have you ever had a kumquat, Ellie? I don't know if I ever have had a kumquat. I feel like you're bonding.
2: Okay, so... <laughs> um, so, was that my second fact? Yes, yes Okay, so once I had a hair with 50 splits and I kept it in a matchbox how long was the hair it was um for the purposes of the podcast yes. it was um about three inches long okay that's quite a lot of splits for a three inch piece of hair definitely mm. it was lovely it was a specimen <laughs> a prize specimen and i had a really nice old-fashioned matchbox that i kept it in as well mm. lost the whole bundle and i'm sad about that mm. Very uh, exotic matchbox. I don't know where I got it from. It was definitely quite old and it might not have been English.
1: Ooh. And it was, yeah, kind of a long, mauvey one. Uh, yeah. An exotic matchbox. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: mauve.
1: <laughs> Brilliant. And what is your other fact, Wallace?
2: Um, my very first painting that I ever did was entirely orange. I covered over my name and then somebody came over and wrote my name again and I covered over it again. <laughs> I was determined to have this just pure orange. Yeah. yeah. Is
1: there a reference sort of um shade of orange that could uh, just for our listeners' imagination, is this kind of a train spotting poster orange mm-hmm. orange oh, orange.
2: I'd say definitely that one. More that no, the most bold orange. Imagine play school paints. Mm-hmm. That kind of orange, so... Mm.
1: What I would say is, like, basic orange. Basic, basic orange. orange. <laughs> the best type of orange. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, Ellie, what's your snap judgment based on these facts? With knowing nothing about the books that have influenced um, Wallace's book, what's your uh-huh. snap judgment on what, co- what kind of book um, Wallace has written? Well, Wallace
0: seems very creative. Painting and and displaying things in nice sort of matchboxes and things like that. Colour is a big thing in lots of your facts. So, I don't know, but something vibrant, I'm thinking. Something (laughs) vibrant and, yeah, that's the only word that comes
1: to mind. Something Um, vibrant? Not committing to a type of book. You can... uh... no can go back.
0: I mean we could we could talk about art I mean that's coming through
1: slightly <laughs> <coming through, laughs> but that's yeah initial reaction. Okay okay fine. so well should mm. we have a look at your uh, first book then?
2: Yes let's do that. Mm. I'm okay.
1: excited. Wallace has just got a bag. Ellie, would you like to describe the wonderful bag? Um, We're looking at a
0: uh, (laughs) medium sized backpack with uh, owl print all over it. There's lots of owls all over, um, and it has a brown leather trim. There are two pockets at the front which are done up by a buckle. How much? (laughs) Sorry, how much?
1: (laughs) I'm not going to interrupt you. you. I just thought I'd see how far you'd get in the bag description. So,
2: my first book is called Wild Dolls' Marvellous Medicine by Tom Solomon. any Roald Dahl fans will see that Marvellous Medicine is a reference to one of Roald Dahl's books, um, George's Marvellous Medicine. Mm -hmm. And Tom Solomon was a surgeon that worked with Roald Dahl in his later years. And Roald Dahl and Tom Solomon spent many hours chatting late at night in his uh, hospital bedroom. about his entire life basically Mm -hmm. he told him everything that he'd gone through in his life everything from his family situation to his career uh, and everything else in between they bonded Mm -hmm. and what they had in common with each other was that Tom Solomon was a kind of uh, he loved writing Mm -hmm. and Roald Dahl loved medicine so they both did each other's passions and obviously you can see from the outcome that Tom Solomon also then became a writer.
1: Mm. What are your thoughts now after uh, seeing the first book? You've gone. I've from... been
2: thrown completely. <laughs> um,
0: I find that really interesting. I, I, I didn't know about Tom Solomon, so I've learnt something new today, which is always nice. Um, but that kind of swapping of passions and careers and, and storytelling is coming through from that first book. Um, yeah, that's the initial what do you think she's Books telling like somebody that. else's story quite or? possibly the the exchanging of tales between two people
1: okay are you committing to a type of book yet
0: uh, I, I don't know if i can i don't know if i can commit to a type of book Too maybe maybe it's maybe it is telling a true story of someone else's life i mean this is that's what i'd take from this particular book from roald Dahl's Marvel, mm-hmm. marvelous medicine um rather than necessarily a fiction.
1: Hmm. Do you have a, a, like, are you also a fan of Roald Dahl or was this just sort of something that, how did you become interested in this? Both,
2: really. I mean, I've always loved Roald Dahl. He was my favourite author when I was a child, but that isn't why I started reading this book. Somebody who knows what my book is about Recommended that I read this. Mm.
1: Mm. Okay. Well, I think that's time to move on. <laughs> you can tell no. us maybe your favourite, if you do have a favourite Roald Dahl book.
2: Oh, that'd be The Witches. That's a great um, book. That a, a good book. I think
1: mine's well, the BFG. So let's move on to right. Wallace's second book.
0: I'm going to read that. That sounds really interesting. It's brilliant. Mm.
1: It was so good. Huh. Well, and one
0: book sale getting, down. Imagine going to pick, like being able to pick Roald Dahl's Brains and Mm. find out all about his life and his influences. Yeah, interesting. This is my second book, "My Stroke of Insight" by Jill Bolt Taylor, PhD.
1: PhD. Mm. A brain scientist's personal journey. Okay. So tell us about this book. What's your love of this book about?
2: This book is (laughs) incredible. So Jill Bolte Taylor was a brain scientist at the top of her game. At the age of thirty-seven, she had a stroke she describes in minute detail what that felt like when she was Mm. having the stroke Um, and she was able to articulate it so clearly because she was a brain scientist so Uh. she knew at the time she didn't, at the time she was thinking why is everything gone quiet Mm. where are my words gone, Mm. all of this and then she slowly came to realize she was having a stroke Mm. and managed to kind of get the help that she needed to get and because she was working where she was, Mm -hmm. Um, she knew all the best top people. Um, And then she went through recovery, so the whole book is going through her description of recovery as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But mainly she's describing how, you know, what recovery takes Mm -hmm. from brain injury. Um, And because of her awareness, she was able to explain what's happening in her brain Mm -hmm. and how to recover the best possible way and she talks about um, the neural networks and how to reconnect them willfully Mm. um, and how to speak to her own body to do things that she likes Mm -hmm. for example um, to not feel negative emotions if she doesn't want to she knows how to ask her brain not to do that wow yeah wow <laughs> because it's like a v- backdoor all... cheat yes. isn't it
1: <laughs> in life that does sound like the kind mm. of tip the world needs right now it yeah. always it's did it's
2: extraordinary i when i read uh-huh. it i really wanted to just kind of make everyone to read it mm-hmm. so what it is it's says the uh, left hemisphere is what is where the stroke was right. and that is the side of the brain which is the very critical analytical side the the side of the brain that tells you um Where you are what your boundaries are Mm -hmm. where the dangers are Mm -hmm. it stops you from doing things the right side of the brain is very very much at one with everything Mm -hmm. so it was a kind of like a spiritual experience and she's very good at kind of um speaking across the languages of science and spirituality Mm -hmm. and they both kind of are frameworks to discuss the human condition and she does so in a way that's beneficial to well-being
0: okay wow
1: okay that's a lot
0: to take in Um, But I'm really getting something around, um, so telling someone else's story and when we're talking about different boundaries, so you're talking about science and spirituality and in the uh, Roald Dahl's Marvelous Medicine we're talking about science and sort of the creative, so maybe there's something there, there's a blurring of um, two forms of something. I don't know what it is yet, but two worlds coming together. Maybe it's retelling someone else's story that's been through um, a big life change. And I might be wrong, but I feel like you're telling a woman's story. That's what I'm getting at the moment, but I could be very wrong.
1: I think you've made one very simple assumption that's not correct. I shouldn't help. (laughs) Maybe it's not
0: telling someone else's story, maybe it's telling your story outside
2: the box let's go on to
1: book number three
2: okay, okay so book number three i have to describe so i don't have it it's the wonder of words yes so book number three is actually a story in a bigger book mm-hmm. and the bigger book is an old misty annual okay so misty annual is um like a it was a comic book for girls mm-hmm. that was around in the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. all scary stories okay and one of them, actually it wasn't an annual, it was a it was a compilation of lots of stories, like, like the weekly stories. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, there was a time in the 80s where they're bringing out um, sort of like back issues. And they would have one whole series inside one issue. Mm-hmm. And one of them was called The Four Faces of Eve. Okay. And The Four Faces of Eve was this girl wakes up in a hospital bed one day. Mm-hmm and she's recovering from some kind of accident Mm -hmm. we're not quite clear what this accident is she goes back home and she's besieged with nightmares lots of different scenarios so one minute she's in an aeroplane crash Mm -hmm. next minute she's drowning the next minute she's being chased by dogs i'm I'm making some of these up but this is the gist lots of Mm -hmm. different deaths Mm -hmm. that she's having come back in her nightmares Mm -hmm um and it turns out spoiler alert it turns out she's a kind of frankenstein's monster she's um, been she's composed of lots of different dead girls wow and she's carrying all their memories wow ooh that was
1: more exciting than that like yes <laughs> that
2: was a good twist at the end of the tale
0: yes
1: it was, it was a
0: shame it's not still halloween
1: <laughs> mm. so What do you think, Ali? I'm going to push you for something specific. Okay. You can show your workings out, speak your workings (laughs) out, but I'm going to push you for a type of book. What kind of book has Wallace created?
0: Well, I was thinking non-fiction based on a a true tale of someone, and I'm not so sure, but I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to
1: stick with it. Yes, go with it.
0: Um, I think... It is documenting...
1: Oh, it's so difficult. (laughs) I can't work out if I'm more excited if you get it right or if you get it wrong. Let's find out. Okay, let's find
0: out. Okay, I think it's documenting the story of someone who hears colour. I can't remember what the term is when you... Synesthesia. Synesthesia. I feel like there's something to do with that because it's to do with the brain and how the brain functions, but also... You've talked a lot about colour when you told me your facts earlier, um which might not be directly linked at all, but we'll go with it. Uh I think yeah, I think it's the story of someone with synesthesia and how their brain works and perhaps they are
1: older and this is oh no <laughs> I don't know. It's almost like you can't tie down the type of person
0: I know. that this is about. Mm.
1: Maybe it's about you.
0: <laughs> Maybe it's about Wallace. And Wallace has synesthesia and the journey of, of that and looking into why that happens and the, what happens neurologically in your brain. So there's more of a science base to it as well to, to back up
1: that. So we think it's um, a novel, but based a lot on real things. Yes, Correct. Right, which would be interesting since none of these are novels, but of no. course they're all different types of
2: books. Well, exactly.
1: Okay, so we're going to we have a novel about somebody, possibly Wallace, you're not committing...
2: Wouldn't a novel about me be an autobiography? That's very true.
1: Could just be thinly veiled. This right. is your uh, thinly veiled. <laughs> this is your decision. Fiction or non-fiction? A real story?
0: No, I, okay, I think fiction, but I think based
1: on real events. So, Wallace, would you like to give me your full name, yeah. the name of your book, yeah. and what it's about?
2: Okay, so my full name is Wallace Eats. My book is called Lichen Orange. Okay. And it is about brain injury survivors who rehabilitate through the power of art. Oh, <laughs> oh how interesting. <laughs> okay. See, you were was so you a be close colour in was the so theme. many ways. Mm. Yes. Just yes. skirting the edges world. of it. Yeah. It was it was so amazing how some points you were saying things. It's like God, that is just like you're just there. It just seems to be one tiny little there. yeah. So way the way this book came around is that I was artist in residence in a charity called Headway mm-hmm. a few years ago, mm-hmm. and Headway work with brain injury survivors. And right. in this particular branch, East London branch, they provide. <laughs> Their members with an artistic practice to rehabilitate. Mm. So I spent six weeks getting to know the members, getting their stories, um, and now I'm putting their stories together through wow. comics, incorporating okay. their artwork into my comics about them. Yeah. But also, I am allowing their stories to trigger parts of my own autobiography Mm. because the themes are memory and identity
0: okay so i'm
2: kind of giving my own uh lineage or linear exploration of memory and consciousness and identity Mm -hmm. uh triggered by their stories because another overarching theme to the whole book is that we're all connected creating and being and doing what we can in this yeah. space-time continuum yeah. basically <laughs> so like I said using their artwork to contextualize their stories all of their consent and collaboration yeah, of course. so this is um, an abstract by one of the members Phil and I've literally taken parts of the painting and
1: told his story through it mm. Um there's a yeah, splashy it. kind of fruitiness to it. It's, it's
2: very bright colours.
1: And once we get social media and stuff sorted out, we can share some of these. A
2: couple of times, the brain was likened to an orange, so that's why it's called like an orange. I see. Do you mind me asking where your interest in
0: brain injury comes from?
2: Well, that was, its kind of random, to be honest. It was simply because of, I got the role as being artist in residence at the mm-hmm. charity. And it just um, sort of... And yeah, and once yeah, I was yeah. there and started to learn more about it, I didn't just want to leave that residency behind mm. and not explore that, you know, the themes any further, or leave their stories there. So I wanted Creating to... legacy exactly. and onward journey Yeah, that. So I wanted to make it a big old, big wow. old meaty project and yeah, get their stories out there. That sounds very meaty.
1: But also very fruity. For <laughs> yeah. Very fruity, indeed. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Brilliant. And what a lovely way to tell someone's story. You don't necessarily have to you know write it down in words every time there are other Mm. ways to to portray how someone else is feeling or what they've been through yeah and then wow that's
2: That's really
0: lovely (laughs) i was so close you You were that's amazing (laughs) so it was
2: was incredible it's like from the first two books Mm. i think you you had sort of really gone in close Mm. um talking about it being somebody else's story Mm. uh there being an artistic element Mm -hmm. Um, yeah the, the, the swapping of stories so that's really yeah. clever that you got that because I didn't I didn't necessarily have that as where I was why coming were, from Why I chose okay. those books yeah. but you, it was there Ooh. and you picked up on it
1: Yeah, I think this is why it's an amazing different way to look at it instead of starting with what the book's about because mm. sometimes when I find when I sit down and talk about a book to other people you feel automatically like oh I just feel like I'm talking about somebody else's book or another mm. type but like I'm trying to fit it into the calendar category I don't want it to be in because it's freer and more different mm. to uh, yes
0: and I
2: think when you're in something it's then hard to kind of
1: take yeah. an outside eye so so Wallace did you want to read a section I on
2: the... certainly can if you would like to hear yeah. a section I can mm, read the just... part about my first painting Yep, yeah, that would be great. The first painting I ever made was Pure Orange. It was at Place School and I would have been about three years old. There was something very attractive about the tubs of paint, each their own uniform colour, hard on the outside with the wet version of itself on the inside that I could take out and put on the world. I could feel the paper as it met the bristles of my brush, even though my hand was gripping only the handle the impact of touch bristling through the wood-like wave, accompanied by a faint scratchy sound and a smell that nestles between the eyes. Controlling with clumsy coordination, this was an early experience of extension and expression, a tendril of me reaching out to co-create with what was there. I was aware it was my first painting. I knew there were such things as paintings because of my Ladybird books, which were invariably of things. But I felt I couldn't, or rather shouldn't, do a painting of something for my first painting because why that something and not another something? It would have felt like bestowing a significance onto what would otherwise be arbitrary. It made sense to me to cover the paper with one colour. I chose orange. When the grown-ups saw me at work, one of them laughed and did something to my painting. It wasn't till afterwards, and not long afterward, that I understood what I had done that was so funny, My mum was very good at relaying anecdotes to me, even about myself, and this was one of them. It turned out I'd gone over my name that they had written in the corner. When the woman laughed and did something, the thing she did was to write my name again in a different corner. Then I went over it again. (laughs) Of course, I hadn't learned to read or write yet. It's almost unfathomable to think, unfathomable (laughs) to think now that I had no idea those black markings on the paper somehow meant Wallace, my name, me. Why wouldn't I go over them? I had very good reasons to cover the entire paper in one colour. But why orange? <laughs> mm,
1: brilliant, really, really nice. Yes, thank you. Your book is still crowdfunding on unbound.
2: Yes. Yes. Let's talk about that. Yeah.
1: Let's do that. <laughs> so yes. It's to...
2: about halfway through and it's really hit a slump, so I definitely need a push mm-hmm. in that direction. So the address for unbound is www.unbound.com forward slash books. Forward slash like dash and dash orange but i think if you just googled my name and like an orange mm-hmm. that would come up straight away so the yeah the basic one is to like I say pre-order but there's higher rewards where you can get a workshop mm-hmm. or you know the name of the book or a portrait
1: fantastic well Wallace, thank you so much for coming thank in thank you thank you, very
2: much. Thank you so fun. much it's been amazing it's it been Really. a lot of fun yeah
1: It has been a lot of fun. Really
2: interesting way to learn about my own book.
1: Oh, for our very first podcast, Ellie, you were shockingly close.
0: (laughs) I was on the right lines. The thing that sparked something for me in my brain at the beginning was Wallace talking about uh, orange and mauve. And the fact that she'd chosen two facts about colour really sort of got something going in my mind. I think that was a sort of indicator.
1: But it you could not have guessed that the book was actually called Like an Orange. No, that correct. It would have been incredible. It would have
0: been quite something.
1: Very nice one to have as our very first podcast.
0: Really lovely. Really lovely. You've been listening to Poking Books with Ellie Harris and Mark Bauscher.
1: You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Both of them are just at Poking Books.
0: No hashtags, no underscores, just simply at Poking Books. You can also listen to the podcast at soundcloud.com forward slash Poking Books.
1: Or wherever you get your podcasts from.
0: And remember, if you do enjoy the podcast, please subscribe because it means more people will find us and listen to us.
1: You've been listening to a Rabbit Island podcast and do tune in for the next episode very soon.
0: Thank you very much for listening.
1: Thank you. Bye. Thank mm-hmm. you.